Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. I know I say this every episode and it never gets old. I am so excited for today's guests. Welcome back to the podcast, Jessica and Corey. Hello. Mm, hello, Jess. It's so good to be here with you today. It's so nice. I almost felt like we were going to run out of time to record because we we haven't got to have one-on-one time like this and connect. So we had so much to catch up on. We really just realized it's been about two years since their initial kickoff for their breathwork training that they created to help other people step into the power of facilitating breathwork and getting a front row view not only as someone that was a recipient, a a client of yours way back when, but also your teaching styles, how much you care about helping people have this modality to literally save their life. I mean, I literally just spent 10 minutes talking about my profound breakthroughs that I was able to have being facilitated by you guys as, as receiving the breathwork and doing the work with you. So much has shifted and changed. And Corey just said some really nice stuff to me around me showing up in this different energy and frequency. And I know people watching me on social and watching my pivots and growth, I've gotten a ton of that feedback. I've gotten more engagement on my social than I ever have. And it's really around that energy and how I'm showing up. So I have you two really to thank for a lot of where that came from. And I'm, I'm always someone who remembers where they came from and the people that helped me get there. And I think, you know, when you have a platform like a podcast, this is a main reason why I have a podcast is so that I created my own platform to be able to share with the world the things I love, the conversations I have in private, so that it can help somebody else in the future if possible, right? Because if we don't know, we can't do differently. And once I discovered breathwork by watching one of my clients go through her process and document it, I was like, oh, that looks really uncomfortable and hard. But I think it's exactly what I need. <laughs> so I know there's a whole ass podcast episode we've already recorded. I'll get that number and put it in the show notes for you guys if you want to really dive into what breathwork is. If you are a little bit in, in knowing what it is, I wanted to share with you guys, the girl, the team again, because they're doing such powerful things. And I've watched your guys' growth in your business and in the way that you serve and show up for your community now. And I wanted to just pay that back forward and, and tell you like how amazing it's been to watch and how many people I know you've been able to help. So talk to us a little bit about what's going on in your life. You guys are back in San Diego and what's new? Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with that. We're back in San Diego. And- Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited about it. And also, I want to also first say just thank you for all the kind reflections and to know the impact that we've had in your journey and in your life means everything. And we're so grateful to reconnect, you know, here on the podcast. And it's been such a really such an honor, such a blessing to have worked together in so many different capacities and to just like Corey was sharing with you before we hopped on, just to see you just like absolutely glowing, mm-hmm. like just glowing energetically. It's so beautiful to see. So what is new? So we were in Austin for the last two years. We were one of those Californians that yeah, we did that that left 
and we, you know, found like a safe haven in Austin, Texas, and it was fantastic. However, we really realized- We did all the Texas things. We did. Barbecue. Yeah. Got a big Texas house. <laughs> got our backyard. I was mowing the lawn. Can you believe that? So we yeah. do all the Texas things. All the things. And I have to say to be, I mean, we're just going to get really honest. Like it was a good two years, but it was just a good two years. It wasn't great. Yeah. And I have to say that slowly I was like, just not quite feeling like myself, not quite lit up. And I thought, you know, I was, I really wanted to make Austin work. So I was like really trying to force it. I'm like, come on, like everyone else loves it. Just like, what's wrong with me? Right. So I was like, just give it a good shot. But we gave it a good shot for two years and I was still feeling the same. And it actually, we had a, a human design reading with Erin Claire Jones love and her. love her. I know you do love too. <laughs> so you get it. And I'm a projector. Corey's a generator. Yep. And she, what was really beautiful is at one point she overlaid our charts to see like different similarities or just different things that we should know as a couple and how we can best operate together. But one thing that she pointed out, the first thing was that both of us are very sensitive to our environment. And we have to be very mindful of that, that it really impacts our energy. I mean, even just as something as simple as like we go to a restaurant and we're seated at a certain table and something just feels off. She's like, don't, don't feel bad about asking the waitress to or waiter to move to a different spot in the restaurant. And I'll never forget when she said that because I literally like cringed. I was like, <gasps> as she was saying, that, I was like, I'm not a person that does that. I will sit and suffer. <laughs> right. Right. And she said, you, you have to get yeah. really radically honest with yourself and be, you're, you're very sensitive. So just pick up on that and and do what you need to do. And like, even from the table at a restaurant to the city that you live in. And I was like, and it just confirmed for me that, wow, we've been in Austin. We've been really trying to make it work and it's not working. And so we had this conversation over breakfast one day and we were kind of just jamming. Like, okay, we've been in Austin for two years. Do we really, do we want to stay another year? Our lease is almost up. Do we want to move down to Costa Rica? We were thinking about that. We want to go back to Bali. We love Bali. It's one of our favorite places in the world. But that's just not an option right now. Okay. And then Corey, like, it just got, we got really quiet. We were like, like all these ideas. And then Corey just looked at me dead in the eye and he said, what if we move back to San Diego? And I just burst out into tears. My body knew, right? Like my body, my heart knew. I said, that's it. And six weeks after that conversation, we were back in San Diego. And everything was so smooth. Like everything was so easy. Like every little thing to like, because sometimes moves can be crazy, right? And I I think you know that. Like you've been through that process before where it's just like so much goes into that. But everything just like clicked and we were just back out in six weeks. And it came from really just trusting ourselves. There was just massive trust that was needed and just leading with our heart. And every time that we've done that in our life and throughout our journey, when we've led from the heart and really trusted ourselves, it's never led us astray. Even if it, on the outside, it seems absolutely crazy. And it did for a lot of people. <laughs> and so a lot of things that we've done in our life have just been nuts. But we've always trusted and known that it's right for us. Uh-oh. So moves can be crazy. A lot can go into it and it can be stressful. And it was the smoothest move we had ever had. Like there was very little stress and I I really want to land the plane like we had high standards like and as you know in San Diego finding a place let alone in an area that you want can be 
nearly impossible. And that was our experience prior when we were in San Diego. And one of the reasons why we left, because we were looking at houses and we're like, this doesn't make sense. Let's get out of here. And so I wanted a two-car garage because I work out and want my space. We wanted a rooftop and we wanted to make sure that we had enough space for a big kitchen. And like literally everything happened. And then we got this place within like a mile of where we wanted to be. So we're like half a mile from Sunset Cliffs. For those of you that are listening, it's just really close to where we wanted to be. And I have no idea how that happened, but it did. And it did because we were following our heart. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I I saw how excited you guys were to come back and to share your place and to how easy it was when you made that decision. And I think sometimes like the hardest part was those two years or maybe even the last six months of you trying to figure it out. And I know a lot of people that have moved away and moved back over the last couple of years, especially after, you know, what we all went through a couple of years ago, people wanted to get away. They wanted to change. They wanted space. They wanted the things that they wanted in their life because they didn't have it for so long. So who knows if you guys would have ended up leaving if it hadn't happened the way it did. But how much more appreciation do you have now for what you have versus before? Right. Oh, yeah. We just didn't know because we didn't know the difference. Totally. Sometimes you're just sitting in it and you don't realize what you're actually experiencing. So when we came back, it was like the maximum amount of appreciation, the maximum amount of gratitude. And then it also changed how we showed up as well. Not just because it was now new and fresh. It's because we really knew deep down how much this place meant to us. And we're here to stay. Yeah. And in that time you were gone, you guys really built a huge online community with being able to still facilitate. So I wonder if you would have gone down that path so hardcore if you hadn't left your community. Mm-mm. I mean, we went from about 90% in-person prior to COVID and then during and after 90% online, 10% in-person. And so that's why me and Jessica had that conversation because it really was like, hey, we know Austin isn't it. We can live anywhere in the world. Because of COVID, they, I'm so grateful for it because it literally flipped our business on its head. So now we could live anywhere we want. San Diego's a spot. So good. What would you say to someone listening who just happened to like tap on this podcast that's like, okay, these guys are awesome. It's it's great. We haven't really talked too much about breathwork. Again, we have a podcast episode diving into what it actually is. But let's speak to the person who's like, I'm curious. Like, okay, what is this breathwork? What are they talking about? Isn't breathwork just breathing? Let's speak and give a little nugget to those people who maybe don't have a moment to go and listen to that podcast first and want to just hear from you guys now in this state of where you're at with all of your experience, all of your clients' experiences. Can you sum up what breathwork is for the person who may not know what it is? Absolutely. And I think it would actually serve to like, because I know what that's like to be like, what the hell is breathwork? We both grew up in the Midwest where that's that's not very present. I got into breathwork in 2011 when it definitely like yoga, meditation, like that wasn't even, I was not familiar with any of this stuff. And I was like, my friends were starting to get into it, but I was like, what are you guys doing? Like we breathe all the time. I'm always breathing. So how is this ever going to help me? I don't get it. And they're like, you just have to experience it. And I'm like, can't you just like tell me like what it is? And they're like, just, just do it and then you'll get it. And that was really the case. But what I can say, and like almost just speaking to myself, you know, over a decade ago, is that it is a way to get out of your own damn head and get back into your body. 
in like the simplest form. Because mm-hmm. I was so heady. I was so type A. I was so anxious and high strung and stressed out. And I didn't know that there was any way to like let that shit go, to like let the stress go. It just kept bottling up over years and years and years. And breathwork is just an outlet to release. Right. All the things that your body has been storing because our body doesn't forget. Our subconscious does not forget. Every single thought, every emotion, every experience, everything you've gone through in your entire life, your body records it. And when she means bottle up, I think you yeah. should really land the plane with this mm. where it's like there are dire consequences to this. And what I mean by that, especially through Jessica's story, is that you were so stressed out in college, post-college, those early 20s, that you literally started not just having seizures, but grand mal seizures to the point where your medical doctor, psychiatrist was like, if you have one more, I'm taking away your license or you may die. I just got full body chills. That's the power, I think, of... We'll just, I don't want to use the word dumb, but dumb it down to self-care. We think there's these topical things that we can do. And I know people make jokes about bubble baths and walks and this and that. And while I think that all plays a role in supporting you, it's not an avenue to release. And it's just another modality and like a band-aid, if you will, or, or, or a pause button. And I remember... Prior to discovering the power of breathwork and working with you guys, being in Cabo after I had invested in that mastermind and my mind just going wild and it had unlocked this anxiety I'd never felt in my life before. And I had no tools to do anything with it. I just, I couldn't relax. We were on vacation. I was creating all these problems in my head. I was making things out of nothing. And I'd realized All these years as a hairdresser who holds space for people and takes in all this energy that I was at capacity from probably so many other people's energy that when I started to put mine on top of it, it was just like this eruption of I couldn't control it. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't like numb it. I couldn't. Nothing was helping. And after my first or second session with you guys, it it made me realize why I also love working out so much, because when you push yourself to that point and you're breathing in such a, you know, circular pattern way, you can release a lot of stuck and stored energy. And I remember the first time I ever made myself go on a really hard run and having that moment where I started to cry and I started to feel all this emotion. I would get choked up. And I thought, well, that's weird. Where'd that come from? But I didn't know what it was going on at the time. And I remember after a few sessions thinking, oh, that must be what's happening while I'm breathing because I'm actually not breathing from that shallow place, that top of head. I'm in my body. Like I'm trying to survive right now, breathing while I'm running to give it context. And you can put yourself in that state at any given time through the power of breathwork, servicing it yourself, getting facilitated by somebody else, joining an online virtual session with you guys. And to have that as a resource and a tool now, you know, that is life-saving for a lot of people. And it is the missing piece that because it's scary. They don't understand what it is. They don't get it. They stay away from it because it's not your traditional, oh, go take a yoga class or go for a walk. And we are resistant to doing the work. It is. We are human. Your mind wants to go down the path of least resistance. It is what it is. It doesn't make you wrong. We are the same as you. (laughs) Nobody wants to have to work that hard at much. But if you are someone that is struggling and, and it's a point of 
you know, life or death or getting through the day or still showing up as a good human in your life, whether you're a parent or a partner or a boss or whatever, you know, you don't want to take that energy into the space with you. You want to be able to empty the tank from time to time so that you have more to, you know, take on, especially if you're someone who provides a service or holds space for people. You have to have a way to empty that tank out like you just said. So I love that you brought that up because I literally have had that come into like a visualization again on a run, like where I was like, my tank feels cleared out now. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces that I learned through breathwork is I'm able to release so much in those versus talk therapy or a conversation with a friend. You know, sometimes talking actually exacerbates things for me and makes them worse because you almost have to relive them rather than again emptying it out so aside from jessica not dying on us like you've seen probably so many people be able to change their life and feel empowered again to then live this you know amazing life and to take action and grow their business and do all those things can you share a couple of stories of people i know you have amazing stories up your sleeves just so people can understand like really why we're so passionate about it yeah yeah i got so many yeah I mean, if you're open to sharing about Katie. Yeah. Okay. So this is a really, it's a, it's a really extreme story and why we, we love sharing it is because this woman, I'd love for you to get into it, but this woman, she is the reason why I believe that anything is possible Yes. and that anyone can transform because sometimes we have people that are just like, I'm just at my wits end. I'm burnt out. Nothing works. Like, I don't like, I'll just feel like they're giving up. Like, can I really change? Like, oh, I've just always been this way. And like, how can I ever shift? Like, it's just, you kind of just throw your hands up and it's like, that's just the way it is. It's just who I am. And it's like, this woman will change your mind about that because. Yeah. But it started out a little rocky. Yeah. With Katie. <laughs> it was a little rocky. And let me kind of set, set the scene here. So. Years ago, me and Jessica used to teach, and you remember this, a weekly Sunday breathwork class to, to the community. It was pretty big. It was like packed. I mean, two weeks, sometimes people had to wait to get into the class. And so that's kind of the period of life that we were at. And so me and Jessica pretty much act, had to act like ushers half the time, like ushering people in. You sit here. No, squeeze in, move over, put your pillow on top of your blanket. Like, let's compress. And so... I remember one week I was, you know, doing that, letting letting people in, and I didn't I didn't know, but Katie came up to me and I was like, oh hi, I'm I'm, I'm Dr. Corey. What's your name? And she's like Katie. And I was like, oh great, is this your first time? That was my first mistake because Katie let me know right off the top. She's like, no, I've been here three other times. You should have known that. Okay, Katie, sounds good. Go over here. So Katie Katie picked the back farthest back corner way in the back and sat down and each class that we teach so that happened each class that we teach everybody sits down we go through the breath pattern all that kind of stuff but one of the important pieces is theme and intention and each week we have a different theme a different intention and funny enough this week was self-love self-love so we i don't even remember what we said but we went into this whole explanation about self-love probably told a beautiful story had people go through a breath journey and it was particularly powerful for people and at the end we'll have people come back up and then we'll take shares just be in community i think that's one of my favorite parts personally about this practice is going through an experience with maybe some people you know maybe mostly strangers 
but coming out on the other side and then really sitting and being in community and honestly seeing where it goes. And for the most part, people were sharing about like, oh my gosh, I felt so much love in my heart. I connected with my grandma, like all these beautiful shares, right? And then I see Katie's hand shoot up in the back. I was like, yeah, Katie, go ahead. She goes, well, not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, but I've been here over three times and this theme was about self-love and I respect self-love and I respect everything that everyone says. But to be quite honest, I don't feel any of that and I actually feel more angry now than I ever have before. It's like, like a Katie. And I asked her, I go, Katie, are you, are you even open to possibly exploring what love would feel like for you? And she just got like, you know, ah, maybe. And then I said, I was like, really, truly, would you be open to exploring what love would feel like? She's like, okay. I was like, come up here. She comes up back corner, makes between and all these people comes up to me. I turn her around. I'm standing up now, turning around. She's looking at the entire class. And I asked the class to stand up. We put her in the middle of the room and asked everybody to come around her, hug her and hold her. I don't remember what I said, but I said some things and I told everybody to keep holding her, keep holding her. And then the whole group started to vibrate and shake. And I didn't quite know what that was until everybody moved away. And there was Katie shaking, crying, letting a lot of shit go. And she looked at me, tears streaming down her face. And she said, I think I'm starting to get it now. And so fast forward, we ended up working with Katie privately. So she would come to our Sunset Cliffs home, just like, just like you, you did, Jessica. And she did quite a few sessions. And on the reverse side, what we really found out from her is she'd been on a long journey. She had been through a lot. Parents that abused her didn't support her. Relationships, abuse, no support, job after job, really lonely no friends, no connections, to the point where she was so numb to life that she went to extreme lengths to try to feel. Like most people know, oh, and I knew this, you can go get a scuba diving certification, but I didn't know you can get a master diving certification for like deep dives, like below 300 feet or something like that. So she would do that the extreme end just to see if she could feel something on the inside because she was so numb. Or she would do like crazy nighttime skydiving. And then she even got her pilot certification and started to do crazy like acrobatic tricks and all sorts of stuff. And it got to the point where, and she shared this with us, that because she couldn't feel, she didn't see a point in living anymore. And we didn't know this, but about a month prior to her coming to the class, us all coming around, giving her that hug, she took a gun, put it underneath her chin, and pulled the trigger. And somehow, by a, a miracle, truly, that bullet bounced around her mouth, broke a bunch of her teeth, but it didn't kill her. And I'll never forget her showing us the scar, because I hardly could believe it. And so fast forward through many sessions that we did with her, I watched her slowly start to heal and transform. And 
How does that happen, you guys? That happens because our breath is intimately linked to our emotions and our emotions are intimately linked to our breath. It's a two-way street. And most of us live from the perspective of the external, our external environment causing some sort of chain reaction or some sort of reaction within us based upon our environment. Meaning like, my boyfriend yelled at me, now I feel sad. I lost my job, now I feel angry. We allow our external environment to make us feel that way. And like you were saying, Jessica, is that we live life from this perspective of we just keep going and we keep filling up that emotional cup. And for some people, it results in emotional dysregulation, like they just act inappropriately in different situations. But for some people, like Katie, it's complete numbing. Like I'm full, doesn't matter what happens in my external environment. I'm not going to react to it anymore, which is a safety mechanism. And so breath work turns it on its head. It's the other side of the story. Because if you can breathe in a really powerful circular pattern, you can start to tap into emotions, experiences, and whatnot that can help you feel from the inside out. So she started to slowly start to feel something, whether it was self-love or connection or peace. And each session, she started to build on that. And that started to grow and grow and grow and grow to literally this point where she came in and she goes, you know what? I don't even recognize myself anymore. And I was like, yeah, Katie, I don't recognize you either. Because she went from a person in the back of the class, poo-pooing self-love, to every time she'd come to see us privately, smiling, telling us stories, can't wait for a hug, embracing at the time, she like didn't have a relationship. She found a relationship. She didn't have a career path that she wanted. She found that career path. And funny enough that we're talking about this story because we did those sessions with Katie years ago and hadn't heard from her in like years. And so we came back to San Diego recently, as you guys know now, and guess who showed up to one of our Sunday classes? Mm-hmm. Katie. And she's doing better than ever. Well, she's story. Yeah. And she looks so different. Yeah. Like, it's just like, who is this woman? Just vibrant, just smiling and laughing and like wanting to connect with other people before she was just a hard shell. Yeah. And what she really shared at the end of the day was that, you know, I I did all these extreme things just to feel something. Right. None of it worked to the point where she was out to take her own life. She's like, now I get why I'm still on this planet. I was, I was meant to still be here. Right. And breath work was the thing that helped me feel again and really be alive. Well, I'll tell you, the, I'll be the first to tell anybody listening, like, you don't have to wait until you get to a point of complete numbness or taking actions, like Corey said, to numb out, which we've all done, whether it's been with food, drugs, alcohol, TV sex, people, you name it, work. Do you struggle with bloating, anxiety, constipation, fatigue, skin issues, or other nagging symptoms, but don't know where to start or what to take to truly fix it? If this sounds like you have the perfect company you need to meet, Gut Personal is a personalized functional medicine supplement and coaching company that gets to the root of your gut issues. Your gut health contributes to your hormones, immunity, serotonin, and even anxiety and depression. 
So improving your gut health isn't just about better digestion. It's about everything. It's all trying to fill a void or to numb something that you could fix with the power of your breath, which once you learn this modality, you can facilitate on yourself or tap in at a very low price point and connect with a virtual class with these guys or anybody who you resonate with that teaches this powerful work. And I think that's one of the coolest things that I've learned is it, it, I love to be in control. I was like resonating with what you were saying earlier about type A, we're both projectors. We like to know what the plan is. And like most women, we're like, what's the ROI? What am I getting dressed for? You know, and I think when you go into something that's kind of feels woo and kind of feels like you don't know what's going on, we need to know what the outcome is going to be in order for us to play full out. And, you know, when you're in a session, the people that get the most out of it are the ones who play full out, who show up and who do the work. Just like anything, you can't just walk in the gym and walk out with abs. You can't just show up to the salad bar and think you're going to get skinny. This work is so powerful, but I'm sure that journey with Katie was not overnight. But somehow the universe, God, source, whoever you believe in, led her to one of your classes. And luckily she spoke up at that fourth session she was at and expressed that it wasn't working for her and allowed for you to figure out how you guys could help her. So I think a lot of us know we need help and support. We're either too prideful to ask for it or to express that. And or sometimes we know we need help. We just don't know what to start with or where to start. And so I'll tell you first, if you're listening to this, like you don't have to figure out exactly what you need help with maybe in your life per se or your business. It's generally blocked. The knowingness, the next step, the whatever. The awareness piece even of what you need is blocked and it's in in your power to be able to breathe through to tap into those emotions that are keeping you from feeling like that and I, I love how you both teach to this you both carry so much weight in this and I love that you have decided to do this together years ago and I think between the science of learning how our bodies work that really helped unlock a lot for me when we went through the training of why and how right I'd love to know how things work and then I also love the experience of just like it gets to be my own practice as well. And it's one of the reasons why I love yoga. There's there's a there's a structure and a foundation to it. But then there's also, you know, your own take on it. Yeah. And I, I think a big part of this, too, is people wanting to know where to start. And I think that's also a misnomer. It's a fallacy. It's like just start somewhere. Because believe it or not, like, yes, me and Jessica are the healing couple. We have this breathwork business. We're in San Diego, California. It didn't start there. For me, it started with a lot of hardship, a lot of disconnection with parents, my family, my father. It started actually nothing to do with breathwork and everything to do with plant medicine. Because I was in med medical school at the time, and I heard to a friend that there's this ayahuasca retreat center in Iquitos, Peru, in the middle of the Amazon. And so I went there. Not even Dr. Corey yet. I hadn't even smoked a joint in my life. And now I'm going to the middle of the Amazon and starting my experience there. And that led to so many other things. And it's really about enjoying the journey rather than trying to figure out the right key to fit in your trauma hole, you know, or your emotional hole or whatever that gap is that you're trying to fill. It's like 
Start now and you'll figure it out along the way. Because never in my life did I think I would do ayahuasca in the middle of the Amazon for a month. Then that would translate into all these other things, graduating medical school, opening a practice, realizing that the partner with I, I was with at the time wasn't the right partner, doing a build out, finding out her uncle did the construction on my build out. Oh, that's why I built this thing so I could meet her. Then that translated into my partners asking me to leave. Then I left. No money, nothing. I mean, literally no couches on the floor, starting over, going out to San Diego, starting my practice again, finding this thing called breathwork, and then it just spiraling into what you see it today. But it was really about enjoying the ride right now because you can enjoy the ride right now. You can. You know how I know this? There's a funny picture on Google. If you look it up, it's just like people on roller coasters. If you type it up, and there's a lot of, you know, remember those pictures we used to take when we were kids, like, or they would take a picture of you and then charge you $14. It was like highway robberies. I would always just take my phone and just like take, a picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but there's a lot of those pictures on, on Google. And there's this one in particular that me Jessica always uses during presentations is it's it's this, I think it's a couple, it's these two chicks that are holding hands, but it looks like they're a couple because of how they're holding hands. And they're holding each other's hands. And it's that moment, like right at the top when they're about to come over and cascade down in the steepest part of the roller coaster. And it, there's a lot of like potential there, right? There's a lot of unknown. And it can be really scary for some people because one person in the picture, she's real scared. She's like, oh, like holding on like i hate this i hate this i hate this i hate this and then her partner or friend holding her hand is like hell yeah like let's go like complete opposite reaction same roller coaster same ride same moment so if you're struggling right now and you're just like, I hate this freaking ride. What if you just changed your approach and the expectations that you had about the potential of where your ride's going? Because I'm telling you right now, I see a lot of people riding the roller coaster, us included. You're always on the roller coaster. It's never going away. Especially as an entrepreneur. Right. In one day, one afternoon, it could be like highest of highs, oh. lowest of lows. Yeah. Like just a moment ago, I was just like celebrating like landing a client or whatever. And then the next moment, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, is this really for me? I'm not sure if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can handle it. And it's just like, oh my God, roller coaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, that, that's me every day. Like, I, I couldn't relate more to that story. And one morning, you will feel like one of the girls. And the next morning, you'll feel like the other girl. And especially for women with our cycles, we are four or five different people throughout the month. So give or take your circumstances, you're going to feel those feels. And the last podcast I just got to record with Lindsay Schwartz, we literally was just talking about the journey and the journey being the piece that if you can't find the joy on the journey, the destination will never be as fulfilling as you hope it will be. It, it, it's just not. And I think learning to find that peace within myself and with life and your circumstances as they were growing up you know, that is yours and yours alone to decide that you're ready to make peace with it. And there are modalities. If you struggle with traditional sitting still meditation, 
this was the answer for me as someone who has self-diagnosed ADHD. I don't do well sitting still. I've made a great career out of moving all day and talking all day. It's great. I have a really hard time podcasting and sitting for four or five hours because my body's literally like I just twitch the whole time. I also drink a shit ton of coffee. But it was the first time I felt like I got into a meditative state. Easy, right? There was work happening. It's hard to sit still, too. If you're someone who can't sit still, that's hard. And so it's like choose your heart and choose your path. But also the results I saw in the very first, I think, didn't I see like God or something like the second or third time? And I'm very religious. Like I grew up Catholic, but I don't necessarily talk about it or share it. It's just me and God have our own personal relationship. We talk all the time. I thought everybody did. But in those moments of like him coming to see me and childhood things coming and just the way that you guys facilitate and the power of even just the both of you, I think their energy is contagious. And it's why it was only natural for you to start training and teaching other people to do this work. And, you know, throughout my experience with your training, I I learned so much about myself and was pushed to do things that I didn't ever think I'd be able to do, like facilitating this work. And, you know, you guys just kept pouring belief into me as a leader and being able to step into this space. And I will, I will tell you, I am one of those people I used to be who is queen of, I guess, self-sabotage. And I kind of did that to myself at the very end of our training. You know, if you guys know me, I've been in a relationship the last couple of years, but it was brand new when I was in this training with Corey and Jess. And it was out of excitement that I joined because I loved what they were doing and it was an opportunity to learn more about something. And I don't think I went in with a full intention of ever facilitating myself, but just wanting to know more about it. And at the end, it was like a weekend we needed to go and be in person and I chose not to go. And I didn't finish what I started. And it was the first time in a long time I hadn't finished what I started, but I think because I didn't have true intention behind why I was doing it, I let myself off the hook. And then B... I also didn't see myself as someone who could hold that much space for somebody else. And I think by not showing up and finishing it, I I took myself off the hook. And I've regretted it in a sense ever since. And it's kept me from being able to facilitate this magical thing that you guys get to do. But now I'm in awareness of it. I'm two years deeper into my life and my path and my journey And I feel very much empowered to be able to hold this type of space and energy. And this really wasn't part of the conversation. I just missed you guys wanted to connect and have you back on the show since you're back in San Diego. But if you guys are feeling called to step into the power of breathwork, even if you've never even been or experienced it yourself, teacher training can be something that A, is just for you, that you learn what it's really about so you can facilitate on your own. And or maybe this is something you'd like to explore. So if you guys are curious and you've loved what we've shared and talked about, We could literally sit and talk about life and business for hours. We're going to go on a little rabbit hole about business in a second, but I just wanted to stop in the middle of this and and share if you are connecting with this message and you're like, holy shit, what is this? Or maybe you're like, oh, I feel like this is something I'm supposed to be doing. I know exactly what they're talking about. I needed to hear this episode today to be able to take action. You know, I know they run their program a couple times a year and it fills up every single time. So if this is something on your heart that you want to connect with, reach out to them. Let them know you heard the podcast. If you maybe want to go through the training with somebody else, send them this podcast and say, hey, I'm scared to do this alone. Would you want to join me on this journey? I think when you get to experience things like this with people that you love, it helps bond you and connect you even further. Because sometimes when we take journeys on our own, it separates us from people who don't understand what we're doing. And so I wish along my journey, I would have invited more people to do stuff with me. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to walk paths alone. 
and it creates space to meet new people who are meant to be in your life on your journey. So take that for what it is. But you guys have also dived deep into people's businesses and been able to help them have massive success and to figure out the gaps and the holes and know that once they've regulated things on a cellular level and release some of that stuck somatic shit in their body that they then can have more successful businesses and and be the vessel the energetic container to hold a bigger business and I think that's what people are seeking they want this level of success but I think more than afraid of trying they're afraid of the level of success that they may have and I know that to be true for me because why else would I have not finished what I started why else would I not have stepped into this way to call myself out yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Jess? Oh, I'm fine. It's just me and her. We're here. She shows up all the time still, just in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, really, the, the business part of it is like we really do help people go all in. Because, yeah, we get it. It could be some people are really afraid of failure of like, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I fuck up? What if I look stupid? What if it's the wrong choice? Then what? And then there's also the fear of success. And I really resonate with that, with what you're sharing of like, well, how big could it get? And could I hold it? Could I really do it? Am I really meant to be this big? Even though my soul knows, but it's like, what is that going to come with? And the responsibility and the pressure. And that that's that's so present for me. It's like how, like that's the success scares me more than the failure. My failure, like, well, we just figured out we're going to start over because for Corey and I, we've started over so many different times. Oh, yeah. We've we've made, you know, quote unquote, I really don't believe that you can fuck it up. Like, I don't believe there's such thing. And they're just, they're just lessons. And, and so by going through that journey ourselves over and over and over again and continue to, we love helping other spiritual healers or teachers, yoga teachers, breathwork facilitators, meditation teachers, even naturopathic doctors, people who are in the wellness space to go all in. Because by us choosing to go all in ourselves, you know, Corey stepping away actually in 2020, like a couple months into the pandemic of like fully stepping away from being a naturopathic physician. Totally not logical. Not logical. Mm -hmm. And doing this breathwork thing Mm -hmm. and sharing this work with as many people as possible. We want to reach millions across the planet. And we're on we're on our way to be doing that. And to go all in on something that seems really crazy to a lot, to like the average person. And we know that it, it takes a lot to do that. We've had pushback from our own families. We've heard, you know, from parents like breathwork's just a fad. What are you doing? Like, kind of like get a, get a real job. And we even experienced that from mentors of ours people that we looked up to that were doing very similar work. There was a really big event that we went to and it was a breath and and sound healing event. And it was, it was an incredible experience. And at the very end, it's this packed room. And at the end, this woman shared that you can't make a living doing this type of work, AKA just like work in the spiritual or coaching space. And that was pretty early on when we were getting into sharing this modality and facilitating for people and doing events and workshops and retreats. And 
I'll never forget that when Corey and I, we like, we were in the back of the room, we were on our yoga mats. It just came out of this incredible experience, right? We're like, we're like flying high. And then we hear that and we're like, shit, like, should we, should we do this thing? Like, these are people that have been in the game for a while. Decades. Like, they quote unquote know better than, than we do. Maybe we're just really naive to think that we could share our passion and share the things that have changed our lives with other people and changed their lives thinking like we can make a business out of this and like but they're saying you can't and we slowly turned towards each other mm-hmm. we looked at each other and we both mouthed at the same time fuck that so rather than getting discouraged by that we actually let it be our fuel to, to go all in and to pursue this thing. And we didn't know how, we didn't know what it's going to look like. We didn't know that we are now going to be a multiple six figure business and that this is going to be, you know, full time and we'd be impacting people from all over the, the, the world. We didn't know we were going to have a teacher training at the time. None of this that we currently have now. But now being in this position, we want to help as many other people that know that they have this inside of them. If they know that they're meant for more and they know they're meant to share their gifts and they know that they're meant to hold space and help other people heal. Because I never want somebody to experience what we did where we felt discouraged or we didn't necessarily have a lot of examples of people who were going all in on what they were meant to do. And we want to be that for other healers out there in the world. I love that so much. I, I feel like we just had a church moment. I feel like it, you don't often hear that one projection from that lady could have been enough for you guys to just be dabblers. Oh, yeah. Where it was always a side hustle, where it was always what you did on the weekends and in the evenings, but you had quote unquote real jobs. Another thing that came up for me while you were just talking, Jess, was something that I actually, it came up for me a while ago, and I don't know that I actually ever like talked about. I think I shared it with somebody once. I think breathwork fell into the category of the quote unquote, not a real job. And it was very similar to the hairdressing world when I decided to become a hairdresser. That was, I even convinced my mom, I said something like, I'll do this until I figure out what I really want to do. But I think, you know, both my parents are entrepreneurs. I have uncles. It's been mirrored to me that this was the path of like designing your own life. That's it. Not to freedom or success or money, like just designing your own life. And I'm somebody that's like loves to fly by the seat of my pants, make my own decisions. I will eat what I like, reap what you sow type of thing. And nobody will ever work harder for you than you. And so I think I always deep down knew that that path of in the beauty industry would give me that. And it did for many, many years. And that's where I learned to hold space. That's where I learned to connect on people's energy. And it was so much more than the external beauty that they were getting it was like I could tap into what was actually going on and I started to realize I'm really not that great of a hairdresser like my work is good for sure I won't discredit myself but the experience that they're having while they're here the conversations that are being facilitated are why they're coming back like we're talking so much they don't want to leave and so you know being able to I've been practicing for this forever and I think so many people think they don't have what it takes to step into this space but often if you look back at what you're good at or what you've previously had experience in, you can find where this might make sense for you. And even if you never do teacher training or you don't, you know, explore this, I, I would at least challenge you to go to a virtual session, 
do it in your own space if you feel more comfortable. But if you have an opportunity to join these guys in real life in person, like don't sleep on that. If there's any way they do privates, like I would say, by all means, pay whatever the hell you're charging now, because that to me then made me feel confident enough to do it in a group situation or virtual. And whenever I get an opportunity to do it with other people, I'm like, all um, I'm in. So it's spreading like wildfire. And I feel like these are one of those things that people want to sit back like the Internet or podcasting or any modality. They want to wait and see what everyone else is doing. And, you know, this type of work needs to be spread. Like we need more people to facilitate this. If you think if there's someone in your life who's already doing this, there's room for you too. And it's like saying I'm not going to be a hairdresser because there's already so many. Or we're not going to open a coffee shop on that corner because there's already so many. There are enough people in the world that need your magic and they need it the way you will put it out into the world and the space that you will hold. It does not mean that I cannot then facilitate for them or that Jess and Corey cannot then. You know, I truly am stepping into that energy now. And it's why everything is coming with flow and ease for me is because I know that I have a place to serve in this world. This podcast being one of those platforms and future breathwork facilitation in the future. Like it's not falling short on me that we had to postpone we had we were had this episode scheduled a couple of weeks ago and I actually have been feeling these shifts I share with them earlier that have happened and I've been called up where people have asked me about breath work where it's coming out of nowhere and so I'm like of course we're talking today and of course we get to record this in real time and of course you would also be helping people with their business of making this a thing that they go all in on so it's only right that we've been reconnected and you actually just shared that there is now a level two to your training. So that's exciting. And I would like to know more about that. So we'll talk more about that. Where can people connect with you and get all the good things? Maybe attend a class, get in your world. Mm -hmm. The easiest way would be on the gram. I would go to the healing couple underscore. You can also go to the healing couple.com where you can find our events, whether they're virtual or in person here in San Diego. We also travel, you know, as we do retreats and events in other areas of Michigan, the country. Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Arizona. Yeah. yeah, so you can catch us in person. And teacher training is there as well. We have our next round coming up this fall, and we are also doing a level two in December for the first time. And that's going to be all in person, and I cannot wait. So if you, if there's any part of this episode that resonated with you or inspired you or just piqued your curiosity... We love connecting with people. Like one of our key pillars is community. People often come to our events and they leave or any of our containers, even teacher training. And people are like, I, I leave with soul family. I leave with deep connection, like lifelong friendships. And that's what we love. Like people feeling like it's family. And so please do not hesitate to just reach out to us and just say hello. Just, you know, share like a breakthrough or just share a piece of, of this episode that really resonated and we'd love to connect further with you. Amazing. Thank you guys. Love you. You guys, again, like she said, if you love this episode or it resonated at all, let us know. I, I've been saying this over and over in the last few podcast episodes, like we are human and I do love a good dose of validation. So again, if something did resonate <laughs> or if these episodes are, are, are connecting with you on any way, let me know. It does make me feel really good and it lets me know that you want more of specific things and I want to give you what you want. So until next time, you have an opportunity to rewrite your script at any time you choose. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love. <laughs>